Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Uh-oh, is the honeymoon over in Gainesville? Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Why? Three months before he coaches his first game, is Billy Napier sending an open letter to Gators fans? Even if it's not intended that way, doesn't that look like a little bit of a panic move for a guy who hasn't hit the sideline yet? Would somebody please, please hire me? I'll do a pro bono for any sort of PR help in any way, shape, or form. Billy, Billy. When you're struggling in recruiting, you don't need to take the time for open letters. Just go, well, recruit. <laughs> what is happening in Gainesville? Ken Levick alive on a Monday here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. This is the, uh, the first Monday I've actually worked in the last three weeks, and then I'm off next Monday as well. We all are for, uh, for Independence Day. His Monday stuff is for the birds, but it does mean that Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, rightfully takes his throne in the Ann and John Levine Action and Attorney Studios, mm. downtown West Palm Beach. Phillips Point Towers right off of the hot and uncomfortable intracoastal. Still in the bandwidth Friday Night Lights. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. I know... That we're sort of in no man's land right now when it comes to sports. Uh, Stone, much to his dismay, the Stanley Cup final has come to an end. He'll recap everything you might have missed in a dramatic game six last night with the Colorado Avalanche winning. We're in the, the slowest portion of the baseball season. NBA, free agency, not for another couple of days. Uh, the NFL, yeah, we've got Deshaun Watson, but as far as anything on the field, we're many, many, many weeks away. And so... This is why this stood out to me this weekend. Apparently, Billy Napier already under fire in Gainesville. Gators fans are already upset with the man that they hired six months ago who hasn't coached a game, hasn't done anything close to coaching a game that matters unless you want to count the spring game, but recruiting has not gone as Gators fans thought it would with fresh-faced Saban protege Billy Napier getting on his stallion from Lafayette, Louisiana, riding uh, along the the Gulf Coast and making his way into Gainesville. There have been failures, there have been issues, and everything then was topped off this weekend. When, depending on the publication you pay attention to, four or five-star quarterback Jaden Rashada, who for weeks mm. had been tied to Billy Napier, Come on. had been tied to Florida. Come to Gainesville. <laughs> Come enjoy yourself in the shadow of the Tim Tebow statue. Come join the party. Jaden Rashada, University of Florida, looked like it was a marriage that was destined to happen, except, uh-oh, the kings of the NIL came through. There was a spurn at the altar. Jaden Rashada tore off the veil. He ran down the aisle, mm. out of the church, and into the arms of Mario Cristobal. That being said, 
I'd like to announce I'll be committing to the University of Miami. Uh-oh. Jaden Rashada going to Miami, and he made that announcement on Saturday. That sent, predictably, Theo, the Florida message boards into an absolute tirade. Outrage on the Florida message boards. And right before this commitment took place, the open letter from Billy Napier was released by mm. the University of Florida. Timing. Now, just Timing. on its face, Theo, I, I, I want I to just play a hypothetical with you, okay? You're hired as one of the, the new anchors and reporters of WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, right? And you come in, and you've been on the job, what, for over a year now, right? Yeah, I'm like a year and a half in. Yeah, a year and a half in. So uh, you get brought in. Let's say you're in the opening six months, though. Okay, Mm. Uh, you've had a couple of stories that you've reported, maybe a story or two that you've broken. You've taken over the anchor desk on weekends. You've been front and center. You've been the face of the enterprise for a significant amount of time where enough people have seen you where they began to formulate opinions about you. Okay, if you randomly out of the blue on a Friday night wrote an open letter that read, Dear Palm Beach County and Treasure Coast residents, is the newest sports anchor in this illustrious region. I just want everybody to know how hard I'm working and some of the things that are coming. I have a new segment on the way that is called Come On, Man. We are we're going to do this segment. We're going to have all these new highlights, a new wraparound show, and my suit game. It's coming along. It's a work in progress. Yes. We're in it for the long haul. And then WPTV issues a public release that says, Theo Dorsey, we're aware of the fashion complaints that, uh, that have been received, and we're working with him in order to uh, rectify the situation. We give him a vote of confidence. What would people think about that if you sent out an open letter and then WPTV hours later was like, oh, yeah, we heard the complaints about his suits. What would, what would people think? What would the consensus be? So in, in, to be honest with you, uh, a guy like myself, it's hard for me to fully bask in this because oh, this hypothetical. Come on. I'm just saying, this hypothetical. Because he's well-dressed. He's about to flex right <laughs> no, now. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> You've had fashion complaints in the past. <laughs> just admit it. That, that, that black man's too flashy on my TV. Just give me the Marlins highlights. Yeah, yeah. actually, actually, that, that has probably come by and they've, they've been filtered. I have those filtered before they get to my desk. But no. It's not a fashion show. This isn't GQ. Look, man, look, to be honest with you, yes, you have to, when you're in that situation, when you're the Florida Gators, when you're that program and you're a guy like Billy Napier that's supposed to be, again, the next guy that they're hoping, you just got to be better about timing and messaging. Like, you got to be more aware and you have to at least think that they were more aware and they just did not, like, I would hope they were aware of the situation and they just did not think it would cause this much backlash because as I read over this letter and I've read it a couple times, it starts with Gator Nation and just gets into all of these flowery uh-huh. words. Uh-huh. So I, I hope, I would hope again that they thought that maybe this was tame enough for the yeah. fans to take it, but then they forgot that the fans in the swamp are a little wrecked. Well, the fans, the fans were already angry. Yeah. And don't think that higher-ups at Florida haven't been reading the message boards, right? Oh, they're in there. They're in there. They understand. They see what's going on. And, and, and part of the reason that Gators fans are mad is, one— Jaden Rashada, 
who looked like he was destined. And and this time but of why year, why did they think that though? Because this dude is from like L.A., right? From because, like Cali. But this yeah, is what the California. insiders. This is what the insiders tell. I them. don't give a. You could. They should have asked the outsider they, like me. They crystal balled him, man. They, they crystal balled him. You think a quarterback from California wants to spend his next four years in Gainesville, Florida? I don't know. When he has options all over the nation? Well, no. They, they, Show me the precedent. They would SEC? argue that he wants to play in the SEC. He wants to play in the SEC. He's damn about he playing to, in the SEC. He wants to. Arch does. Uh, uh, see? Exactly. I, I, but Arch is going to Austin. Yeah, but they will he's sooner not going. or later in 2025 when he's a sophomore, redshirt, whatever Good. he decides and to do. Texas will, will immediately finish 10th in the SEC once they get there. <laughs> but, but not for real. And he talked about the fact that Miami felt like he, it, it reminded him a bit of a home. Like, so, come on, man. So what about, though, what about that? It's not just Rashada. What about the 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 high school teammates, A.J. Harris, corner, four-star defensive lineman to Marion Parker, both from Alabama, deciding we're going to go play for, for Georgia after being mm-hmm. tied to Florida for weeks and weeks and weeks. What about four-star running back Trayon Webb from Jacksonville? Florida Gator Whew. in his blood. That looked like a sure thing going to, 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 to Penn State. Potentially, Oof. that crystal ball you mentioned, two four seven, the recruiting uh, reporting outlet has changed the crystal ball to Penn State. Wow, moved it off of Florida. That's made uh, Gators fans upset. Orlando products. That's still Gator Nation. Running back Cedric Baxter, offensive lineman Peyton Kirkland. They're now predicted to go to Texas and Michigan State, <laughs> respectively, mm. and not Florida. So this is drawing the ire of Gators fans because any major target they've had since signing day, Florida hasn't landed. Yeah. Has yet to land. Looks like they're going elsewhere or flat out hasn't landed. And so the higher ups in 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 the Florida Athletic Department, I'm sure they're reading the message boards. And someone has to, even if this was pre-planned, put a stop to this open letter from Billy Napier to Florida fans and say, hey, you know what? This is actually going to feel like we're reacting to some very early and premature backlash to our brand new head coach who's still months away from his first game. Why would we put this out there? But nope, nope, no foresight in Gainesville because indeed, with a recruiting failure, (laughs) just seconds away, Billy Napier this weekend put out the following. Gator Nation. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for the tremendous amount of support you've shown our entire organization, team, and our families since our arrival in Gainesville. We've recently had the opportunity to visit various cities across Gator Nation during my first spring speaking tour. And all we can say is that each day we're more and more excited to be a part of the University of Florida. Our fans' passion is evident and unmatched. Is that That's, that's kiss-ass stuff right there. Like, yeah, that's kiss-ass <laughs> stuff. We don't need that right now. You're on the job six months. We don't need the kiss-ass yeah, stuff. Okay? Theo, Theo could tell the, the fans of WPTV that their passion is yeah, evident and your, unmatched. Your it's, passion and your feedback, yes. it is unparalleled. Exactly. <laughs> we play in one of the most iconic places in college football, the Swamp. This year's Orange and Blue game gave us a small taste of what playing in front of Gator Nation is like, and we can't wait to get started this fall by hosting Pac-12 champion Utah under the lights. We're working on creating a new future through a journey that emphasizes discipline, toughness, detail, oh, no. accountability, integrity, and most importantly, teamwork. Wait, wait. Where's no. the recruiting in that? <laughs> well, he said discipline. It's not there for a reason. But toughness. you know, you by, by by omitting recruiting, you you then just use all the buzzwords that fans yeah. love. Like they they eat it up. They're like. Pfft. Oh, teamwork. Mm, It's so hot. (laughs) Our mission is to make a life-changing impact on our players and for them to experience success in life as a result of their time in our program. Now we're going to the 
We're a family doing it the right way, mm. building boys into men. We want to promote their education. I guarantee you Gator fans don't give a damn about education. Encourage them to not only get a degree, they don't care about a degree, but to be engaged, network, and develop relationships. That is the open letter from Florida head coach Billy Napier. Now, can we go through what we hated most? Because this year's Orange and Blue game gave us a small taste of what playing in front of Gator Nation is like. Hey, Billy Napier, you don't even know what playing in front of Gator you know Nation what, is like. You know what stuff like that is? It's just... <laughs> Gators fans, bend over. Bend over, please. <laughs> give me, who give me like that, that backside. <laughs> who, would li- who, who, eat, who likes any of this? Like... Even as the person no, it, writing it's this. It's a really good question. It's because, try, but it's trying to soften up a fan base that is either rationally or irrationally already upset. And it's a bad look because the timing is bad. It's unnecessary. Why on June 23rd did anybody need an open letter from Billy Napier about the state of the program? Who cares? Mm. Who cares? Camp is weeks away. Nobody's forgotten about the Florida Gators. Like, there's no need for it. And it, it rings a very hollow tone when it comes off of the back end of three weeks of some recruiting concerns for the Florida fan base. Now, I would argue these concerns are probably irrational, okay? I think it's ridiculous that Gators fans think they're at the level of an Alabama or a Georgia, okay? And that's sort of the contention here. But you've also got to be able to play this game better. Florida's not playing this game well right now at all. And people not shutting down in Gainesville, this open letter, are only making life more difficult for Billy Napier. Well, and also, I mean, he has to have some accountability in as well. Like, not just on the recruiting trail, the fact that he's failing and losing to schools. And like you said, the schools you named, Texas, Alabama, Georgia, those schools are going to win recruiting battles no matter. But he has to have some accountability as well. Because I just think this letter, let it, timing or not, it's just – it's, it's just all fluff. It's whack. It, it's what all What is fluff. this helping? It is all fluff. <laughs> exactly. This could only hurt you. Now, the more we read and look at this, like it can only hurt you. It's nothing there that helps. Discipline, it's just a thing. Toughness. <laughs> detail. I'm going to rip my sheet up. Accountability. <laughs> integrity. And don't forget, most importantly, teamwork. There is not a single about? fan in the SEC for a team that is worth a crap that wants to hear any of those buzzwords. You know what they want? They want five stars. They want to gobble it up. They want to celebrate that. They want to go to a season thinking that they have a top 10 recruiting class in the nation. They don't want any of this stuff. This was unnecessary. When Has Mario Cristobal put out an open letter to Canes fans? I don't even think he's spoken. I don't think he's spoken. He certainly hasn't spoken to anybody in Palm Beach County. Mario, have Miami call us. You need an outlet up here. You're failing us up here. Yes. You're more than welcome on this show. This is a positive space for you, but if you don't take advantage of it, it's mm. going to start becoming a negative space for it you, okay? I'm just, I'm just telling you right now, you start showing some love up here, there might be some problems from 12 to 2 every day here on ESPN 106.3. All I'm saying is that by this open letter being published and being put out there to Gators fans, it's feeding an unfair anger that's already being directed at Billy Napier. It's not helping when you look at the 2023-247 recruiting rankings, and Florida right now sits 36th in the nation. Mm. Two spots worse than the captains of NIL down in Coral Gables, who, by the way, play into Jaden Rashada because Jaden Rashada apparently has a $9.5 million NIL deal on the table through the billionaire John Ruiz, who has been orchestrating this sudden NIL push 
from Miami. So it went into direct competition. These two coaching staffs going at this one singular quarterback. And what was able to seal the deal? John Ruiz, who the NCAA is focusing on, who is being <laughs> lambasted as someone who's ruining college athletics. And guess where Jaden Rashada went? To the evil empire. Yes, sir. That rubs in the pain that much more to Gators fans and even more reason why this open letter does nothing but hurt. So, so I, you forgot to mention one of the biggest parts. Florida offered him mm-hmm. more. Reportedly, $11 million Reported. in NIL from their Gator Collective. Right. And... He spurned it. So Florida offered him a couple more million dollars. Reportedly. Than my, reportedly, because totally alleged. Those around Florida are saying we didn't offer him a buck. Of course. The agent <laughs> working course. the agent working with Jaden Rashada said, Oh, the Gator Collective was one of the most disorganized things I've ever worked with. I would prefer not to work with them any mm. longer. Meanwhile, People from Gainesville are saying, oh, we never had contact with this man. <laughs> we never offered him any money at all. On three initially reported yeah. the NIL terms. Now, if there's – so so Gators fans and the Gator Collective, they're saying, ah, Miami cheated. It's an NCAA, NCAA violation to use NIL money as an allure to commit anywhere. And they're putting it out in the open like that. But Gator uh, Canes fans are retorting with, wait. If, if if Miami committed a violation, John Ruiz committed a violation, there's a dollar amount that Florida put out there in this on three report. So isn't that also a violation? Aren't, aren't the Gators Sounds also similar. putting out publicly that they committed a violation? That's the thing. At the end of the day, right now, Miami's doing this better. No matter how you think about how they're doing it, they're doing it better. And Florida's fallen behind. And... I think it's premature to start panicking about Billy Napier. But tangibly, it's difficult right now for them. Again, sitting 36th in the nation in recruiting, two behind Miami. Okay? But what are they going to do? They just they just hired the guy. They just hired him. You, are we going to fire him already and get a new guy in there late? And try, like, what, what, What's the answer? Just let him get a season in. Let him get a full year of recruiting And in. that is why you just put your nose down. Keep it recruiting and don't put out open letters. It's like the letter. This. It's the letter. That you know that that is really what the focus is because it was so unnecessary. Now Josh Pate, uh, who uh, who is the host of Late Kick with Josh Pate, two four seven, correct? And CBS uh, and CBS Network. Uh, this was him talking about Billy Napier and the Florida situation two nights ago on his show. I'm saying whatever can be done, Florida's not doing enough of it. And I keep saying Florida, and I haven't said Billy Napier, because here's what I believe, talking to some folks. First off, I fully believe in Billy Napier, okay? So please don't misunderstand me. I love Billy Napier, fully believe in him. That's a guy that's very deliberate in his own right. Uh, He trusts his evaluation process. They trust their developmental process. But here's the deal. This is major college football. He knows it. You know it. Everyone knows it. You can evaluate all you want to. You can develop all you want to. It is a talent acquisition business. And if you're not putting your coaching staff in the best position to go out and acquire talent, then you can either do one of two things. You can either recalibrate your expectation level and lower it and say, good, solid seven-win season. That's what we want, Billy. Or you can give him the resources he needs to go out and compete. And right now, he's never going to come out publicly and say it. I don't think he's operating on a level playing field with some of the other staffs you're asking them to compete against. I don't think he's operating on a level playing field as Georgia. I don't think he's operating on a level playing field as Miami. And that's got to change. 
or else you better get comfortable finishing second and third and watching a lot of these recruiting battles turn at the last minute. You know how frustrating that is? You know, now, if you're a fan, you know how frustrating it is. Imagine being that guy right there. Imagine having your face attached to all this. And imagine knowing we handled this recruitment about as well as we could have. Now, that's part of it. I'm not absolving this staff, because what I think is happening here as well is this staff is trying to drink water from a fire hose. It's a new, it's a new situation for everyone. I think Florida's gonna have to take one on the chin in the 2023 recruiting cycle. What do they do moving forward? And what position is the staff put in moving forward? Because one certainty, Miami's not slowing down. They will not slow down. Georgia, not slowing down. All these schools you gotta compete against in the SEC, not slowing down. Will Florida speed up? That's the question. I can't answer it. Only Florida can answer it. And all of that is well said from Josh Pate because it begs this question. As a college football fan, how do you rate the success of your head coach? Do rings matter? Do consistent winning seasons matter? Do bowl games matter? Do recruiting wins matter? It obviously depends on what level of college football you're talking about, even within Division One. But Florida right now, with the verbiage in this open letter, toughness, detail, accountability, integrity, teamwork, you know what that sounds like? Boston College. Mm. That sounds like a team that they come up with nine wins every four or five seasons, and Boston College fans are happy. At Florida, all of those things are nonsense. Because you're going up against Alabama and Georgia and Texas A&M. Forget teamwork, accountability, integrity, toughness. How about dubs? How about New Year's Day? How about playoff? How about Atlanta SEC championship? This this verbiage in this letter sounds like Boston College seven-win season. Hey, let's go play in Nashville for our bowl game type of talk. Yeah, we always do PR stuff, and, and we always it sounds like we make the better statement to be put out there. What about coming at it real quick as soon as this kid commits, like, I understand you guys are frustrated, but can't wait to see you out there on the field. Or yep. we'll show you guys something on the on field. On to the next one. As a college football fan, how do you judge your head football coach? As a college football fan, how do you judge the success of your college football coach? What aspect on a year-to-year basis do you look at and say, that person's doing a good job? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Tweet at us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. On a year-to-year basis, year-round, not just in the fall, but year-round, how do you judge the success of your college football coach? How do you judge if your college football coach is successful? 888-760-3776. And how much do recruiting wins actually mean to you? How much do recruiting wins mean to you? Because I will tell you, Theo, I think that, that uh, and you're a hardcore Canes fan, Theo. Mm. Stone's a hardcore Canes fan. Yeah. Friday Night Lights, this man, he's celebrating the fact. He's not even thinking about the fall. He's celebrating the fact that Jaden Rashad is going to Miami because you know what? He's thumbing his nose at Florida. You love this stuff. You think stars matter. Stars in recruiting, recruiting rankings, getting those guys, hoisting up those those rating numbers. You think that matters because that gets fan bases excited. I think getting fan bases excited is the most important thing for me. And when you can rally a group of fans 
and they can get behind these kids, and then success translates on the field, like then it makes it feel like you were a part of it. So if a coach can can recruit a lot of guys that a lot of people on social media are following and they're continuously adding that coach, right? Adding Mario Cristobal, let's get him, let's get him. And then all of a sudden we land him. It's, it's a delusion factor for me. It's like, oh, they're listening. Like, we're getting better. Like, we're getting more guys. And then if you start winning games, you think See, you're a part of it. You think you're the reason why. That's interesting because right now, Stone feels like Miami's better than Florida. And on paper, that hasn't been the case for yeah, 25 ex- years. Exactly. We're in a better place. Exactly. Miami's in a better place than what Florida is. And that matters, that feels objective. Right? That does matter. Yeah. Even if it's not – even though it's so early still in this 2023 recruiting cycle, even with an early signing day. But that the, the, the perception absolutely matters, yes. doesn't it? The, the Miami football Twitter has the one-up on Gator Twitter and Florida State Twitter. No doubt. Well, Florida – and this is the question. Florida State's not even – No, they're not. In the realm. Yeah, they're yeah. 45th. In the nation, yeah, but Miami recruiting right. But now. Miami fans on social media will never would in the past have never been able to say that publicly because they're like, "You're Miami, you suck." But now you're allowed to talk. Like it's, back being, out. it's being backed up from recruiting, so we're allowed to talk now. Twitter fingers are out there for but Miami, it, fans. but it only matters. And, and again, it depends on you. You said you, it depends on where your program is. Mm-hmm. It also depends on how early on you are in your coach's tenure. I think on top of that, it depends on what time of the year it is. It matters right now. Because it's the middle of the summer. Like, once the fall kicks off, if Miami's out there getting their ass kicked week in and week out like we've been getting done to us the past couple of years, you know, people will start quieting it back down a little yeah, bit. and that's all the responses from FSU and UF fans so on we'll Twitter. See. That's what it sounds like. We'll see, but guess what? It's summertime, baby. Yeah, and, and Miami's, we're winning not the Miami, UF. Miami's been winning the offseason. That winning. is for certain. Now, yeah. the thing is, Miami is only two spots better in the national recruiting rankings, though, than Florida. But it shows you the expectation level. So the cockiness of Canes fans is coming from a place of we've been middle of the pack in the AC freaking C since we joined the conference, right? So, so for Gators fans, thinking about Miami, they've just been an afterthought because they haven't even been in the same, the same neighborhood, right. even the same town, even the same zip code, nothing for years and years and years. And suddenly Miami threw NIL money and Mario Cristobal and that excitement. It just seems like the trajectory is more up than what Florida's is right now. Florida still is fifth in the SEC in recruiting. They haven't finished better than fourth in the SEC in recruiting since 2018. So it's but not it's- like they're they're anywhere different from where they've been except nationally they were 17 a year ago number 12 this season prior back-to-back number nines top 10 recruiting classes the only difference is nationally where they sit right now and there's still time but it's just amazing to me based on expectations and what the fan bases are and what the college football programs are what you deem as successful and exciting and what you deem as down and and out and right now, I think the consensus is Florida's a little bit down and out to the point where Billy Napier's putting out open letters. Mm. Josh Pate's talking about things not clicking. Meanwhile, Stone is about to put on uh, a Sebastian the Ibis head and walk through smoke into the studios. Mm. He's so excited. No doubt. I, I just find it, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting where it's going to head. And there's eight commits from Florida, or eight kids committed to Florida, and eight kids committed to Miami right now. And it's close, right? You're naming two spots. Miami is going to double that, triple that before the season starts. Like, it's just a waiting game. Like, it's a loading thing. And that's what Twitter seems to think. I'm not as dialed in as the community, but Twi- Miami Twitter fans seem to be laughing at Florida because Florida guys are responding, hey, we're only two spots back. Miami's like, just wait. Give us two weeks. Give but us I think two weeks. Two like, is, they know it's loading. When you land a guy like Jaden Rashada, who is a four-star QB, that 
is like, you know, it's worth more than a four-star defensive end. He's because the, not only is he a the, guy that's coming in at the most important yeah, position, but he can quarterback. recruit. Yeah, he's the biggest quarterback Miami's ever landed in history. Yes, and he can, and he can help bring in more guys yeah. in. And you already have Tyler Van Dyke under center. Like, Miami just feels like they're in a better place. Like, who would you rather have as your head coach, Mario Cristobal or Billy Napier? Man, and see, this is as a college football fan, how much do recruiting wins mean to you? Because the more, the more Theo talks about it and the more he says, hey, show me in the fall, show me in the fall, this does, I think, as you talk through it more, Theo, this does mean something to you. It contributes because to the Because it definitely <laughs> it puts up that billboard. Hey, I'm a four-slash-five-star quarterback. Coral Gables, we're open for business. Let's go. You got a hot new coach. A man who, who uh, won, won the Pac-12. He's a cane. Yep. He's one of your own. We're open for business. Let's go. And I do think it matters turning your back on an SEC school. To go to Miami, that's yes. where Canes fans yes. are super cocky now. So again, is the is the anger towards Billy Napier, the meh towards Billy Napier, premature? Sure, but this is a year long public relations job when you're a college head football coach. Mario Cristobal's winning the in-state PR battle right now. Mike Norvell is missing in action. He's just MIA right now because he, from the start, has talked about discipline, toughness, getting things back on track. That's boring. Florida State fans don't want to hear that anymore. Florida State fans don't want to hear that. And Florida fans are seeing Norvell talk from Napier. They don't want any part of that. Napier right now, or uh, 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 Mike Norvell right now, what he's done at Florida State kind of feels like the college football equivalent of pita bread. Like you're just sort of there. Like depending on on what you do with that pita bread, maybe something good could happen. You can fail with it if you burn it, if you you you, you put it in the oven too long, if you're heating up a sandwich. But he's just sort of there and flaky and exists. That might be even too nice because Florida State, to, to put it cleanly, they're they're pretty irrelevant right now. Uh, do you think they've been able to recover, or do you think there's an argument that they haven't been able to recover since the Travis Hunter? Oh thing? hell no, they haven't been able to recover since the Travis Hunter. Like they still feel that? Hell yeah. There's, think- there's no, but also that that erased the optimism. That erased like what right. the, what's just like you said with Miami. Like at least there are those wins along the way as you lead up to the fall. Like there's nothing to look forward to right now if you're a Seminoles fan. As a college football fan, how much do recruiting wins mean to you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And year long, how do you judge how successful your college coach is? How do you judge how successful your college football coach is and how much do recruiting wins mean to you? Because Miami, right now, if you poll college football fans in this state, it's like Alabama. They're like freaking Alabama. <laughs> like that, yeah. You know, like they, they, they're, they're on the roll. They're, they're on the way to great things. Uh, if, if you're a Florida fan, you're wondering, wait, are, um, are, are we Wake Forest? And then FSU, you talk to their fans, and they sound like FIU. Like, oh, we're, we're building this from the ground up. <laughs> like, how do you judge on a year, a yearly basis, how successful your college football coach is and how much do recruiting wins mean to you? Because I think for different college football fan bases, it's different, but maybe not because Alabama every year loves to tout their five stars in their number one recruiting class. 888 760 888-760-3776. And tweet at us at KLV1063.
Uh, one thing I do know, it's always going to be a win with the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 22 years of doing it. Sign up for fall semester classes now. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. That's FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. As a college football fan, how much do recruiting wins mean to you? Also, on a yearly basis, how do you judge how successful your college football coach is? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Make no mistake, the man has style. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Perceptions matter in college football. Perceptions matter. It's a constant PR battle for head coaches. Is it fair? Absolutely not. Is Billy Napier in any semblance of trouble at Florida? No. He's still months away from coaching his first game. But. What I'm saying and what we're saying is you've got to be able to play the game all year long and you've got to know when to take a step back and when to flaunt it and put not open letters when you've had setbacks, number of setbacks over the last couple of weeks in recruiting. Probably not the best idea. And I don't think it's Billy Napier's idea to put out the open letter. It was someone at Florida who said, hey, could you pen this? We'll put it out to the fans. But then someone's got to have the wherewithal to say, hey, maybe, maybe, maybe now's not a good time. Like, maybe we drop it uh, Independence Day weekend. Like, let things mm. settle. And then it's like the Friday news drop. No one's paying attention. And, hey, there's our open Spotted letter. It. Cool. Uh, and then we can drop all our buzzwords like discipline and toughness and teamwork. And then everybody else will go have some beers, shoot off some fireworks, blow off some fingers. And it's all good. And we move on towards the season. It's almost camp time when we'll have Barry, Billy Napier in front of the microphones and in front of the cameras. But instead, after weeks of almost two handfuls of of – Recruiting disappointments, including losing your quarterback, Jaden Rashada, to Miami, mm. of all places. Kings of the NIL, kings of nil. You put out an open letter, and that's not helping. It's it's just not helping. It reminds me of all. the timing. Um, the Browns, the Cleveland Browns, decided to do a Twitter AMA, Ask Me Anything. Mm-hmm. And they tweeted it out. Maybe like an hour or two after the Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. one of the Deshaun Watson. I want to say <laughs> the, the Deshaun Watson bu- bubble up, but there was yeah. like so many over yeah. the past two right. weeks. Yeah, what accuser was it? Was it 24? Yeah. Was it 26? Which one? Somewhere between 24 and 26 came out, and then, you know, the Browns say, ask me anything, and it's well, like, maybe don't tweet that right it's now. It's like the, the Dolphins' social media mind who decided to put it out a wobbly pass from Tua that Tyreek Hill <laughs> had to turn around and catch like a punt. That would be a good idea. Like... You've got to think. When you put things out there, you've always got to be thinking about the immediate reaction to it, especially in a, in a world where our attention spans are 10 minutes maybe. Yeah, maybe. exactly. But in that 10 minutes, the firestorm, the fury that can be put out there, the effect it can have on you, because right now Billy Napier looks a little bit weak. Billy Napier looks weak. This open letter was weak when the recruiting has been... A struggle the last couple of weeks. It's just not good. 
I think I haven't had a chance to check out the reply thread underneath the open letter, but I would assume. <laughs> oh, it I, is entertaining. I would assume it's a very hostile it environment. Is, it's toxic. It's definitely toxic. Uh, on a yearly basis, throughout the course of a year, how do you determine the success of your head coach in your respective program? And how much do recruiting wins matter to you? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And I want to split it up like this, because all three fan bases right now of the big three in the state are vastly different. Canes fans, how do you determine whether or not the program and the coach are successful based on what the program is? Canes fans, how do you determine whether or not your program and your head coach are successful? Gators fans, how do you determine your program and your coach and how successful it is and, and Florida FAU. State. Oh. <laughs> and, well, <laughs> F- FAU tr- here's the thing about it, but we'll do this for Florida State as well. Yeah. Florida State, how do you determine? How do you determine the success of your football coach and of your program right now the way things are currently constituted? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776 and on Twitter at KLV1063. Now, FAU is different because at that level, you're hitting the transfer portal oh, yeah. so yeah, yeah. hard. Much I mean, w- Willie Taggart has acknowledged it to me. Like The days of, and Lane Kiffin did so beforehand um, uh, when he was the FAU coach, the days of being able to build a program from high school seniors, especially at the mid-major level, mm. the group of five level, it's dead. Well, you don't have to. Not def- happening. That was a shot at Florida State. That wasn't a shot at FAU. Sure. No, so I you don't it. have to defend the Owls. We all know and love the Owls out here. I just wanted to. I was really just making sure I, I, I just stabbed a little bitty dagger into yeah. the, uh, the the seminal no, fans out there, I, but especially there's, Dom. There's something to be said for what Ken says. Willie tells him all the time. Like those days are dead. Like it's super sad. Yeah, it's about yeah. hitting the portal. Yeah, getting junior college kids who have played at big programs in the past. And just doing it off the cusp, having one good year, and then going back to having two bad years, and then one, hopefully another one right there. It's a there. totally different right. ball game. It's a whole level, different sure. ball game, yeah. and it's crazy. But I just look at, so so for, for Florida fans, I mean, they think, they think that they should be in the discussion with a Georgia, with an Alabama. Texas A&M has now leapfrogged. I was going right? to say that. Like, right? Florida has not been used to it. Did they expect, if you were to ask them three seasons ago, if Texas A&M was going to leapfrog them in wins, in recruiting? Let's not forget, Missouri beat Missouri beat Florida in the recruiting rankings in 2022. Like That, that does rough. raise some red flags, right? And so, but Gators fans, I think, still operate in a national championship mindset. Maybe what Josh Pate was talking about, maybe it is best to recalibrate. Those expectations. Every couple of years, you're in an SEC title game. Like, I've said this for I don't years. Know about with that. the Canes, with the Canes, I've said from here on out, if the Canes every three or four years are in are 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 in the ACC championship game, and maybe one out of every four trips to the ACC championship game, you're in the discussion to go to the playoff. I think based on what Miami is in the landscape of football, that's success. That's sustained success. Maybe you have a clunker or two season along the way, but if every three or four years you can be in an ACC title game, and Friday Night Lights and I have discussed this, and maybe one of every four trips to the ACC title game, there's a trip to the college football playoff on the line. Isn't that a better situation than what the Canes have been in the last 25 years? That, I think, is what Canes fans should strive for. Florida fans, I I just, the way things are going, and NIL, what's going to make Florida 
more lucrative than Georgia, than Alabama, than Texas A&M. Like, it, I just don't see it. I think the top three right now in the SEC are untouchable. And the problem for Florida is the SEC is only going to get tougher over the next couple of years. you got Arch Manning in Texas looming. You have Oklahoma I'm not scared of Texas looming. until they actually do anything. I, I mean, like, I mean, I'm not lose to Kansas. At all. You can say that. You can say that. But they're coming into the SEC and they have the highest, maybe like most valuable recruit of all time in okay. college football. I mean, and besides him, they're recruiting really well. Yeah, they are too. But, but it's like is, that's the linchpin. But this is where I stand on all of this. And maybe I'm I'm and I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm, I'm in it. But I I have worked in college football for a long time. I've yeah. been around it for a long time. I truly, 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 because I've seen so many highly touted recruits and transfers come into Boca Raton and just big fart, right? What matters to me at the FAU level at Conference USA, Group of Five has been how to maximize what's on your roster. That's what Lane Kiffin did. Charlie Partridge, he did pull off some major recruiting wins. He got Devin Singletary. He got a lot of these guys. Kareth White brought them in, but they were no better than a a three-win team every single year of Charlie Partridge's era. Mm. So Lane Kiffin came in, and he had a couple of those stars, but largely the collective bought in, and they were maximized, and that's what led to Conference USA championships. But it's such a wild card in the group of five level. It's very difficult to have sustained success because of the turnover. It's different at the power five level. Yes, there's a lot of transfers, but recruiting, it does matter what type? What 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 kind of recruit is going to work best for your team in Florida right now? If you're chasing stars, if you're chasing recruiting stars and star ratings, I don't think that's the best way to live your life. If you're a Gators fan anymore, I don't. They're not going to out recruit Alabama. They're not going to out recruit Georgia anymore. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But also, I think the the Texas and the Texas A and M point still remain valid because they're they're looming presences in the SEC that I don't like. If you are in Gainesville. No matter who your coach is, do you really think that you should have more optimism about your program versus what they got going on in no. Austin? And I mean, or in- there's tangible NIL success that's been uh, seen at Texas A&M. That's why Jimbo got Easy. so mad because Nick Saban called it out. Yeah. Um, and and in Austin, meanwhile, Florida just sort of seems like it's it's there. Like they, it's always the brand is going to sell it. They've got their Gator Collective, whatever that is. That's good, <laughs> but. Is it enough to leapfrog Georgia? You already lost a big time recruit no, to them. You're not leapfrog. No time soon is somebody leapfrogging Georgia. Come on. Oh, I mean, in no time soon. Can you can you said something to, that really clicked with me, and it was recalibrating and recruiting a different style of play. And it's okay. Like you brought in Billy Napier to. Uh, I mean, Florida says it brought in Billy Napier to calm things down. Dan Mullen was a complete psychopath the final two years that he was the head coach just saying crazy things and fighting players and doing weird stuff. So Billy Napier, like uh, Gators fans, you brought him in for a reason. You were excited about him for a reason because he was going to level. He was going to be like the Lexapro of college football. Um, but, But what is your patience level with that? Because I think... It may be time, even if Dan Mullen was there, it might have been time to recalibrate the expectations a mm. little bit. For sure. I think when Billy Napier came from from Louisiana, I, I think in that West Coast offense that Florida hasn't been able to run in a while, I think Anthony Richardson is going to match up more with him than Dan Mullen. And Dan Mullen's really good offensive mind. He's one of the best, or he was you know, in his past. I don't know where he stands now. <laughs> but Anthony Richardson, like, like I do, I will be patient with these guys. I think him and Billy Napier can pull a lot off, and I think that's more the style they should be going after, and they shouldn't be going after the guys Georgia's looking at. They shouldn't be going after the guys Texas A&M and Alabama are getting. Like, that's not 
You're not there anymore. Gators fans, how do you determine success for your college football program now? What, what is success for your college football program if you're a Gators fan? Same question to you, Canes fans. Same question to you, Knowles fans. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's go to the phones in Jupiter, and that's where Scott is. Scott's on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Scott. Hey, guys. Good afternoon. Enjoying the debate. Um, you know, for me, Ken, it's just all about re- relevancy. Mm-hmm. Um, the mm-hmm. fact that we're even in the discussion again as a lifelong Canes fan is success, and, in my opinion. And, Scott, you know, that's fascinating because I, I think that. you're part of a growing population with Canes fans where the fact that Cristobal is there and there's a tangible buzz, and it reminds me of Rick's early days at UM, but you're winning recruiting battles, and you've got – Ruiz, who has endless connections and NIL money coming, you can ride this way for a little bit. And I think also, too, though, Scott, you would agree if the Canes win nine games and go to an ACC title game, and even if that's the max out, based on where the program's been, doesn't that feel like a win to you? Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like we're on par with uh, USC, like the old uh, the old guard, if you will, is coming back to life. It feels good. Yeah, and the, the, to be in the disgust, and thank you for the call, to be disgust in the same breath as Gators fans, perception-wise, that's a great word. Relevancy yes. is a great word. Relevancy, what Scott mentioned. Like you're you're in the same neighborhood as Florida. You as a, as a Canes fan, Theo, that's got to at least makes you, you pump up the ego a little bit. Yeah, it's exciting to feel like you definitely have a chance, and also it's always just good to see that light at the end of the tunnel. There was, that, it was pure darkness for the past decade, like yeah. literally. And there was the one glimpse or two you'd have, like the 10 wins. It was a lot of little weird, but Brad, it was darkness. Meanwhile, Brad, the Brad Kaya. Yeah, that, Brad Kaya. It was a little was a, glimpse. It was a, I did you like, know his mom was in Friday? That, not, <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> no, really? What, what? No, I did. I really didn't know that. Oh, I was a joke. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, everybody. I thought everybody knew that. That was oh, the joke. Oh, no. Oh, you're doing like the know. thing where you're, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. That's where he was relevant, you're saying. No, I'm just saying that's what every they talked about it on every broadcast every single time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That's like the the Nick O'Leary is uh, Jack Nicholas's grandson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill was a wide receiver, receiver in college. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, this is what happens when you're old, though. You're old and you're working with young people. These types of things happen. You saw a good insight into our on-air relationship here. Uh, I do want to make when we come back. I want to make a point about Florida State because I would argue that Willie Taggart is made a scapegoat for a lot of things. And fine, you can say Ken's in the back for Willie Taggart with FAU. Fine, say whatever you want. Okay. But, but I'll say that. FSU under <laughs> Willie Taggart was in a much better situation than what it is right now with Mike Norvell and relevancy. Mm. What Scott and Jupiter just mentioned is a big reason why. I'll, I'll explain in a second. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Can we do it again? From the Anajar and Levine studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Florida State, I just, I don't know where you sit with anything right now. Man, the, the more I think about it, I mean, Scott nailed it. Relevancy to an extent does matter. You need wins with it as well, but right now, the way things are currently situated, where is FSU? Like, Tallahassee might as well not exist at this moment. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Theodore, CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Stone LeBanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Lavica. 
So, uh, Willie Taggart, what, what would be the best way to describe his tenure at Florida State? What would you say, Theo? Whew, it actually was, I was out there for a little bit of it. Um, it was definitely... Failure? Was it a failure or was it just I wouldn't call completely it a, underwhelming? Didn't it, it, live up to the hype? I was about to say, it, 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 it was underwhelming, especially juxtaposed to what the Florida State fans were wanting and expecting because of what they came off of. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's accurate. And the I, criticism came on like instantly and, and often. Uh, well, now it's others. Why no. do you think? Yeah, yeah. Why do you think? Panhandle that the black man coming in the Tallahassee yeah. got criticized immediately. Yeah, that's just they yeah. were they almost wanted him to fill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was there was definitely rooting against yeah. Willie from second one. But um, the thing with Willie Taggart and things ended unceremoniously, and it was brief, and it was fleeting, and it was largely bad. But there was always relevance. With Florida State, the coaching staffs were attractive. There were names. There were established recruiters, hotshots on Willie's staff, right? And Willie always had a catchphrase ready to go, and it would get people jacked, right? The recruiting classes, Willie had his hand in or was solely responsible for three of them in Tallahassee nationally. 11, 18, 12. Okay? Not bad for a school that had certainly dipped after winning a national championship, and Jimbo had sort of started to mail it in a little bit and Ooh. was constantly flirting with the uh, the the big money MILF out there uh, in College Station. Right? Can't blame um, him. And so, she looked good. Yeah, he, he always <laughs> had an eye out there. He's definitely texting and then deleting the text messages. Mm. Like, that's what that was happening for, <laughs> for a good year and a half to two years, okay? So Willie comes in. Dude was still recruiting. He was on the helicopter. He's headed down, recruiting the area, going out. Winning recruiting battles, coaching staff, big names. The results just weren't there on the field. They also didn't have an offensive line like ever. It felt no, like. no, it, they did not have an offensive line. He inherited uh, basically a bunch of uh, of of lumps of cholesterol, and that was his offensive line. Yeah. And they were never able to build it they up. They never figured that no. out. But but Willie in the off seasons, Willie won off seasons at Florida State. He just couldn't win in season, which was a major problem. And he also had a very short. Leech. Was James Blackman, was that Willie's quarterback? No, 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 no that was Jimbo. Okay. Jimbo brought him in. And he he also mm-hmm. inherited inconsistency, major inconsistency at the quarterback position. So I was going to go quarterback before the offensive line. Who played quarterback for Willie? Well, Blackman, Blackman was there. Blackman was there for Willie, but I can't he remember who followed him. He also had um, um, who Willie had to kick oh, off the team. Francois. De- Deion Deion Francois. Francois was there. Yeah, okay, man. yeah. I would remember say Francois more. almost beat Miami down at Hard Rock Stadium it, in Willie's first year. Absolutely. He, he, he ended up going to Hampton. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, um, a lot of good games. Go Pirates. But what, what, <laughs> what I'm saying is that Florida State was relevant, right? Mike Norvell, it's not just that they're meh. But over the last couple of years, Florida State, we mentioned 11, 18, and 12 in recruiting rankings for, for Florida State under Taggart. 23, 20, and now currently sit 45th. That's Florida State. So not only are we hearing things like teamwork, accountability, Long haul from Mike Norvell, but you also don't have any of the recruiting wins to put up there to say that Mike Norvell is doing anything other than existing as the Florida State head coach. And, and they lost to Jacksonville State. Yeah, so you don't like you didn't like the losses, you didn't like the penalties, you didn't like the the lack of discipline with Willie Taggart. But I'll tell you, Florida State was in a much better spot with Willie Taggart as head coach than they are now through over two years. Of Mike Norvell being the head man, because at least people were talking about him. There was like a 
they, they at least were in people's consciousness. The big difference, though, is number one, expectations have gone down since. Well, yeah, what are game? What are Seminoles' expectations? Right. Bowl eligibility? Like, what is it? I now? mean, legitimately, like, that might be like a goal for them. Legitimately, like a, like a, that's like a, a good bowl game. Does yeah, like, Florida State have the same right now benchmark that FAU would have? Yeah. Go to a bowl game. Oof. And I would argue that Florida Atlantic at least has a benchmark of winning the Conference USA Championship. Florida State is not winning an ACC title. Yeah, let's be real. The real (laughs) expectation for the Florida State Seminoles is to only, there's one on the list, it's to beat Miami. Well, beat Jacksonville State. Let's start there. Beat them again. Like this whole 4th and 13, that's been more of the most fun, relevant thing. The shirt that Jordan Travis is blasting out there, that merch. Think about it. When Florida State was on top winning national championships, I would argue that Miami every year went into, hey, whatever happens, happens, but you got to beat Florida State. Mm -hmm. You got to beat Florida State. And it seems like that may, you might be right. Forget bowl eligibility. Florida State season last year got made by beating Miami. It did. I didn't see FSU in a bowl game. But they beat Miami, and they made a a, a, a school-produced documentary <laughs> about 4th and 13. Right? Yes, they did. It was titled 4th and 13. Knowles fans, if you have the guts to actually share your voice in public, because Knowles fans have been quiet for, let me check my watch, three years now. It's been a minute. Knowles fans, for except for the one day, the Monday after they beat uh, Miami, Last year. That was such an annoying day. All right. <laughs> but Knowles fans, what are your expectations now going into year three on the field with Mike Norvell where you are damn near out of the top 50 in recruiting right now in late June? God. What are your expectations? What are Knowles fans' expectations? Gators fans, Canes fans, we're asking you the same thing. Though I think I, I'm sort of in line with where the Canes are. I think I sort of get where the Gators are, even though I think they probably need to ratchet it down a little bit. But Knowles fans, you're a mystery. What are your expectations for this football program with Norvell? Because they are not talked about at all. At all. I'm in college football. I live in the world. I work in the world. And nobody talks about Florida State. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. We'll hit your social media when we come back. Also, Kyrie Irving, we might be a week and a half away at the latest from finding out what's going on with him. We're going to have Stone Labanowitz, in case you missed it, uh, document what happened on the ice last night as our hockey insider. And the reason he's that, because he's the only one who watched the Stanley Cup final. <laughs> But Knowles fans especially, what are your expectations? Now I'm legitimately asking because I don't know and I need your help and I know you exist if you have the guts to actually share that you're a Knowles fan. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.